Oh hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to Secondary Fermentation presented by East Carolina Beer and Brewing, episode number 40. We did it! We did it! We did it! Hooray! Episode 40! We've been teasing 40 for a long time. We have. Yeah, I feel like it was like 20 episodes ago. We're almost at 40. Episode 31, almost to 40. (laughs) (laughs) Almost there. But also, we we made it. You guys gonna sing happy birthday? Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. All right, not to us. Happy birthday. But to the podcast. To the podcast. Wow, you're you're doing the whole thing, all these poor people. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Many more. Many, many more. Maybe. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, But yeah, this is uh, pretty darn close to one year. Uh, this episode will be released September 15th, and mm-hmm. our, uh, first episode was the 16th, the 16th of last year, so almost one year. We'll have covered an entire calendar year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we made it. Yeah. One year into it. Kind of fun that it was coincidentally with episode 40 that we've been. I know, right? That. Yeah. That was not planned. It just happened Mm-mm. that way. No, we started out doing weekly releases, yeah. and then that got kind of nuts with just life and everything, and decided to go to bi-weekly, which I still think we need to update on the Apple Podcast page. Oh, the bi- I yeah. think it still says we do weekly. Yeah, we can make a little, little Hopefully someone's there. figured it out that there's not a new sode each week. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. if they subscribe, they should be notified, so yeah, that's all the more reason to subscribe. Subscribe. Click like, subscribe. <laughs> Click like, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Click that like button. Yeah, go ahead and smash the like button. <laughs> smash it. Go ahead and smash that like button. Oh, is that a Meat Canyon video or is that a different thing? Oh, I think it's just every YouTuber right now. Yeah, but there's a one specific like sketch I'm thinking of. Oh, where he somebody... says it like every two seconds. Yeah, just yeah. going to need you to go ahead and smash that like button. No, I don't think it's Meat Canyon. I think it's something else. But If you want to, go ahead and smash that like button. Is there even a like button on Apple Podcasts? I actually don't know. Smash that five-star review button and write mm. us a nice little review. You know what button I'd like to smash is the smash the beer lovers button because today happens to be National Beer Lovers. Yes, the day that we're recording whoop, this, whoop. September 7th, it is National Beer Lovers Day. I love all the random national, international beer holidays. Oh, I know, right? There's like a million of them. National IPA Day. National Stout Day. International Stout Day. And then there's just like National Beer Day. International. Yeah. <laughs> That's only if you like international stouts. <laughs> not, yeah. Not American stouts. Local Stout Day. Homebrew Stout Day. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not that deep into it. Yeah, but uh, big day for beer lovers, but a uh, bigger day for beer podcast fans, because here we are, one year. Mm-hmm. One year, just to think, a little over a year ago, we were sitting down to discuss what are our plans for the podcast. Oh, little, yeah. Little, little town. I was in Beaufort, Beaufort. Little town. <laughs> What'd you say, little town? It was a little town of Beaufort, right? Beaufort? Yes, yeah. Beaufort. 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 Beaufort, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Not Beaufort, South Carolina. I always get confused because if you say the one name wrong... It's wrong. <laughs> is there is Beaufort, South Carolina? Yeah, so it is South Carolina. Uh, I didn't Beaufort. know that. So South ours Carolina. is Beaufort. Yeah, we got Beaufort. 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 Yeah. Yeah, we were. We were discussing it at uh, Fishtown Brewhouse in uh, Beaufort. Yeah. Sitting outside, mm-hmm. enjoying a beverage, mm-hmm. much like we will today on National Beer Lovers Day. Oh, yeah. Risky. Yeah. Actually, I've got a beverage I can go ahead and get us cracked if that's cracking a beer. Hey, it's cracking a bottle. Oh, specifically. Ooh, all right. That had a little less, uh, you know, vigor in the carbonation release than I thought it was going to, which is more like a. Yeah, it's always a risk trying to crack a bottle live because sometimes it doesn't catch and you don't get it off the first try, and then you mm-hmm. look like a fool in front of your friends. <laughs> And they judge you Yep. Hard that was like core. me at that bottle share. Tried to open it, but that bottle opener had just really sucked. Was it really the bottle opener? That's what I like to think. Hmm. Or the person holding the bottle opener. 
The bottle opener or the bottle opener? Ooh, inflection. <laughs> so, ooh, as I passed Lauren this beer, got some nice yeah. sour mixed fermentation-y notes. I was going to say, I, I'm already ready to... I'm getting some wafts just from passing these glasses, and I'm having some some flashbacks to like some sparkling juices. Um, pretty flashbacks. reminiscent of the uh, the days when we'd have you know sparkling cider or uh, sparkling the white, white grape, grape juice, juice yep. for like New Year's. Yeah. Yep. You know when you said flashbacks, it just hmm. instantly the song "Fortunate Son" just started playing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Dude, no. I have no idea what like the, It's like all like the Vietnam movies and stuff. Like <laughs> Some folks about home. Yeah, it's pretty much synonymous with any war movie of the 80s or 90s. Um, But the beer, I didn't mention this. Uh, I just cracked a bottle that we got from our last trip to Barrel Culture in the uh, Durham location. This is Nilla Flowers. So... If you don't know, Barrel Culture uh, in the Raleigh-Durham area, they do a lot of bottled beers. They do small batch stuff. This is a a mixed fermentation ale. We talked about mixed fermentation a few episodes back, but thought it'd be fun to pick this one up. We were enjoying some beers there. I actually had a mixed fermentation uh, brown ale there, I believe, and uh, on the way out figured I'd pick this up and bring it back and just find the right occasion. I thought today would be a good one to, to crack this bottle. So, yeah, fixed, uh, mixed fermentation ale, uh, only 4.8% ABV, but it is mm. a barrel-aged golden sour that's dry hopped with cashmere hops and aged on vanilla. So you're going to get mm. some, some dry hops, some bitterness there, probably a little bit of uh, earthiness to it, then add in that sweetness from the vanilla. Well, dang. And it's a sour ale on top of that. I'm, I'm curious about the, the aging. Mm-hmm. The, I think the aroma is a lot different than the flavor is, you know, you mainly get, you know, that mixed fermentation, a little bit of sweetness, some tart acidity, but then you take a sip and you really get a hit of vanilla. Mm. What are you humming? I get a hit of tart. I don't really have any kind of vanilla notes until like after I swallowed. Yeah. It's kind of tucked in there after that bright uh, tartness and the sourness mm-hmm. up front. Oh, yeah. But it does wash away to a really nice, sweet, mellow finish with that vanilla. Um, I think maybe the aging has helped this. I'm kind of curious if this was only bottled this year. I don't know if they do a lot of off-the-shelf stuff that's from previous years or not. I'm guessing it's probably freshly bottled. But Yeah, I'm trying to see when it was. But it doesn't say anything on the bottle at all. Yeah, not everybody actually lists that on on the bottle. That's okay. Uh, it definitely tastes, you know, it's tart, it's puckery. You get some of that sour ale profile, but has a really nice balance to it with the vanilla sweetness. And there is a little bit of that earthiness too from the ha- the cashmere. Only fifty eight people have checked it in on Untapped. Really? So I'm assuming it was a recent bottle. Yeah, and I'm guessing they don't release a ton of these. Um, I'd have to look into their production for these small batch bottles, but I'm guessing it's pretty small. Or, well, (laughs) small batches. Pretty (laughs) indicative of that. But, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the wild ales and the mixed fermentation ales I've had at Barrel Culture have been pretty good hits. It's always sort of a gamble in my mind because it can be an off-putting flavor. You get something kind of funky, too tart. But this has a nice balance. Um, I've had some really sour mixed fermentation ales. They're almost undrinkable. This one is quite drinkable, quite enjoyable. Yeah, I don't know if I can drink the whole bottle of this, even though it's only a 500 mil. Mm. It would, uh, I feel like it would eventually strip the enamel from your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was after the, the the bottle share last time. We all had so many sour ales in the, uh, the mix. A lot of barrel-aged sour ales, too, so... Yeah, definitely need some uh, some Listerine after that. Yeah, exactly. Brush right. Let me brush my teeth and eat yeah. some calcium. I agree, though. I think it's always nice to share a bottle, especially you know even even one that's only like sixteen point nine ounces, not even like a full 
uh, bomber. But, you know, it's it's always nice just to split them, uh, have a few glasses ready to pour, and then that way you have room for more beer. And that way you're kind of switching things up, too. I think something this tart, it really can just kind of leave your mouth dry and parched, too. And it's uh, something that you need to be need to be followed with a, a nice, refreshing beer. I feel like it's getting more sour as I drink more of it. I feel like every time I get a, a, take a sip, my mouth gets drier and drier. Like, at first, I didn't really get any uh, of the tart acidity, but now it's, like, barreling through. I've had the tartness since the get-go. Yeah. I have to be careful, too, with these on my stomach. Like, I, my stomach doesn't really tolerate, like, more than one. I think it's because of the acidity. Because you're too sour already. Yeah. But nice choice. I mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, and you got a bottle from that day as well, I think, right? Yeah. I can't remember which one it was, if it was the pie one or if it was. <laughs> I've got a few downstairs just chilling, waiting, waiting for the next bottle share. Yeah. Or waiting for the next year anniversary. Yeah. Perhaps another year aged in the bottle. Ooh, perchaps. Who knows? If we can make it last that long. Mm-hmm. I will say anything that's barrel aged, typically I'm able to kind of pick up some of those notes and the aroma and the flavor a lot easier with a brown ale or a, a stout or a porter. Pretty hard with the sour, I feel like, to get some of those like oaky or like smoky notes from the barrel. And it also could just be the barrel they use. I don't know what kind of barrel. It could be a wine barrel for all we know. Uh, and that may not emit as much of those uh, compounds that you would get from like a, a whiskey barrel. Yeah, true. I don't know. They don't, I mean, typically your wine barrels aren't charred on the inside. Yeah. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> you don't like... want any charred white wine? <laughs> <laughs> no. Because I feel like that imparts a lot of kind of the flavor when you have something that's barrel aged um, from like your bourbon barrels that you wouldn't necessarily find from the wine. The wine. Yeah. The wine. Very tart, though. In moderation, it's great. Definitely <laughs> agree that after a small glass, I might be tapped out. Tapping out. Just like stone. It's <laughs> like stone tapped out. You thought we were done talking about stone. Yeah, We before we get into the rest, we got to talk about the final installment. And this is, I think, the, the final chapter of the stone Deal. Let, let's put the nail in the stone coffin, please. <laughs> well, they're still going to be around. That's the thing. Not for me. So, and well, not for you. Well, <laughs> they're, they're already done. dead to Lauren. They're, they're dead, dead to, Lauren. to me. Also, putting a nail in a stone coffin would be very difficult. Yeah, mm-hmm. might be a little difficult. It'd be a really tough nail. Mm-hmm. And then a, a, a sledgehammer. <laughs> 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 anyway. You ever see those guys that like split rocks by just driving? like nails into them or oh, wow. metal spikes that's like a technique that you can use to like break a giant boulder you just like keep knocking it in and knocking them in until it cracks and then finally breaks but that's all i can think about that but anyway mm-hmm. yeah the deal with sapporo has closed stone is now a part of sapporo's portfolio and i find it interesting they're going to move their u.s production to the stone brewery so basically taking that full production capacity and and giving it to stone. And part of that too, is they said that they're not going to affect any of the jobs of the employees that are there. So that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's important because somebody who's just, I don't want to say just an employee, but not making the business decisions. I always find it unfortunate when somebody's merging or selling a company and, and they get cut. A lot something. of jobs are lost as a result. But it seems like people are going to maintain their jobs for the most part, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. According to this article on Brewbound, they said they're not planning on changing their marketing strategies or meddling with their expansion plans for Stone. They're they're just going to actually, they made it sound more like a partnership than they did a, uh, you know, buyout and acquisition, yeah. uh, even though it still is a kind of a purchasing thing. But it's good to know that it's not going to affect uh, anybody's jobs. So they'll still be referred to in it. As STEM. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's similar to how, you know, Wicked Weed still operates with oh, their that's true. Okay. original branding, but just, you know, their their parent company now is Anheuser-Busch. Anna, yeah, I believe it's Anheuser-Busch. Mm-hmm. Striking to me in that same article from Brewbound was 
the sheer size of the operation for Stone. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they were like the 18th largest overall Brewery. beer production yeah. op- uh, yeah, brewing operation in the world, which is pretty crazy for a you know craft a West Coast yeah. craft brewery that started in what the 70s or 80s. Forget the start. They've been. I was in the nineties. Oh, okay. A little bit early, but yeah, they uh, they seem to have been. You know, they're kind of synonymous with IPAs, but I didn't realize the the sheer scope of their operation. But I guess when you're talking about a hundred sixty five million dollar acquisition, you know, it's <laughs> no small facility. Oh no, nineteen ninety six. Okay, so yeah, they're just uh, twenty eight year no. I can't do math. 26 years. Six. <laughs> wow. Sweating. The ripe young age of 26. Hmm. Don't. No longer independent. Meanwhile, Sapporo was founded in 1876. <laughs> I know. I saw that so. date. I was like, wow. They old. They old. No, it'd be cool to see. Or, I mean, I guess interesting to see how this acquisition affects if at all the the product the lineup maybe that stone produces it seems like for now they're not going to meddle too much with what they're offering and what they're producing so you may not see anything in the near future but maybe down the road we'll see yeah maybe we will Uh, i don't know we'll see well i just think about like the budweiser anheuser-busch with the wicked weed um and so like we saw this the past weekend where you know you have all these stadiums who have Budweiser beers and now you have a Wicked Weed option um, so kind of increasing access to a beer mm-hmm. but when I think about like Sapporo um, one I've never had any of their beer you've never had a Sapporo? I don't believe I have but like what could be their niche or like their their market other than because that's what Japanese beer. Mm-hmm. So how is stone going to fit into that kind of mold? Well, I don't think they're going to try to make them in a Japanese beer. I think they're just going to be a subsidiary now. So now people in Japan will be like, I want stone brewing. Japan or Transylvania? <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I can't speak. Japanese. I want to drink your beer. I want to drink your beer. <laughs> yeah. Well... I'm trying to think of that was the worst Japanese accent <laughs> I've ever heard. I'm sorry. Wow. My aunt was I'm glad Japanese. we don't have any Japanese listeners. Maybe we do. You just don't know. Not that I've seen on our map. Mostly use VPNs. But yeah. now they won't listen anymore after that one. I apologize. It's gonna go dark there. Well, you know, there's there's kind of a limit, I think, in the U.S. where we might find Sapporo. It's kind of based on certain ethnic restaurants, or I know you guys stumbled upon some lounge. Was it the Sapporo Lounge when you were going on your honeymoon, or am I making that up? Was there a lounge that you had access to beer and? Oh snacks? no, no, oh, it was the did. airport lounge. Oh, yeah. in the airport American lounge. Airlines lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sometimes, you know, because they have, like, Heineken lounges and stuff like that at airports. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that, yeah. But, um, but, you had but yeah, I know they had it there, yeah. And uh, they, uh, you know, so, yeah, it was in there. But, yeah, you can find it around. I mean, I don't, like, think about looking for it at the grocery store. I'm curious if you can. Uh, let me let me look on their website yeah. to see. Mm-hmm. I'm just result. wondering who benefits more from this acquisition is a Sapporo you can buy it at Food Lion you can buy it at Sapari Japanese Steakhouse yeah you can get it all over the place just not something we really think about because if you know when you think about lager in uh, United States you think about Bud Bush Coors Miller Thriller Vanilla <laughs> Uh, but yeah, sorry. What were you saying before, before I jumped in with my, <laughs> uh, where you can purchase it? Well, I was just questioning like who benefits more from this acquisition? Uh, I don't know. It sounds like with the dire straits of the stone financial situation, probably them, uh, <laughs> yeah. they benefit more. Well, in the short term, cause they don't have those millions of debt. Yeah. I think this gives them the chance to not only get out of the debt they owed, 
but also now expand their market simultaneously, which I think is more difficult to do when you already owe your investors money. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get more money to to work on expansion. So this kind of gives them the opportunity because partnering, which is what I think a lot of the execs at Sapporo and Stoner referring to it as like more of a partnership than anything. Um, I think this allows them to kind of kill two birds with one stone. Uh, <laughs> well, the question is, has Sapporo been involved in any litigation about oh. anyone or anything <laughs> referencing Sapporo? I mean, there's a little bit difference, you know, between like Sapporo and Stone. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the new management will have anything to do with carrying on this legacy of yeah. just suing the heck out we of We must sue everyone. <laughs> Maybe they'll put that to bed now. Litigation. Yeah. Litigation. Yeah. Just a little interesting close in the chapter. Uh, you know, we'll see if anything else happens in the future here. But uh, I guess since it's our, you know, one year anniversary episode, figured we'd, uh, you know, take some time to reflect, maybe uh, share some insights into our stats and things and kind of how we've grown over the past year and what's changed. So, Yep, I've gotten a little thicker. <laughs> um, I've grown. We've grown. We've grown in, in the middle. <laughs> drinking more beer. More beer. That's true. That was one thing that I really enjoyed about doing this podcast was I felt we put a more concentrated effort into finding not only local beers or regional beers, but also different styles of beer that we might not always reach for regularly. So, you know, not only was it just the, I want to say the quantity of the beer, but it was, you know, we were seeking good quality beer. We got to test ourselves with some LC picks. Oh yeah, you know we tried we tried just a, a full gamut of different styles. I feel like yeah, we really have kind of looked into different things. We've tried you know to beef up our tasting and our sensory evaluation through part of it, and you know just learn about more of the processes. Look into the BJCP stuff. You know, go along with our Cicerone things. Get our uh, certified beer servers. Mm-hmm. You know, move oh, yeah. on. How's that progression coming along, guys? We haven't done anything for the next level that I know of. You haven't done anything, right? No. I just saw on Cicerone's Instagram that they have some new certified Cicerone and advanced Cicerone awardees. Uh, so I think they do that pretty regularly, you know, maybe a couple times a year or so. We had to look into our local testing area for that. I would like to definitely accomplish that but it was really cool just to get that first hurdle over uh, out of mm-hmm. the way with getting the certified beer server exam completed and passed that was really fun to really dive in just to the the basics of brewing about serving about styles about being aware of how we evaluate you know and then of course that kind of catapulted us into the bjcp which you talked about um I think it's really cool that we evolved though, because we kind of started, you know, with this idea, Lauren mentioned, we're just having a few beers and just chatting about the idea or possibility of a podcast and it comes to fruition and we're, you know, talking about local beer events. We're going to Oktoberfest. That was our first episode, which coming up here soon is our, our same Oktoberfest here in Greenville slash Winterville at mm-hmm. Local Oak and Naughty Dog. Yeah. Uh, But then, you know, we kind of set goals and some ideas not just for the podcast but for ourselves and we pushed ourselves to you know meet meet a deadline meet a goal and and get that certified beer server certification from cicerone so i think we didn't just you know kind of rest on our laurels we tried to find ways to advance ourselves to learn more like we i I mean we learn every episode we talk about that but oh yeah i think that was a, a huge huge reason for me to feel so engaged was that every episode every week we're trying to like discover something new or talk about something we haven't talked about before. Yeah. That's one thing is it like forces us to look into things and learn new things. And hopefully, uh, you the listener are learning some things as well. It's, uh, you know, been a good experience, I think all around. So we've had some changes, you know, in our quality as we've gone and our equipment has improved a bit you know we started out with that what that zoom h1 recorder we all just sat <laughs> it around broke. it and then it broke it just didn't 
stop turning on or something and go yeah. into like some weird boot cycle. Yeah, but we were so close at that point. Now we're so far away yeah. from each other. Uh, so far. Just huddle so around far. the couch and one recorder. Yeah, exactly. And barely can hear anything, trying to filter out all the noise. Editing was easier in those days because I only had one feed <laughs> in to to modify. But now we've uh, you know, gotten a new recorder, gotten a couple of condenser mics. You know, got our little got uh, setup going filter. here. Wow, you just defeated the pop filter with that one. Um, but yeah, it's really we've evolved. I think our contents evolved. Our formats changed a little bit too. Yeah, we still got the LC pick of the week, which I thought I'd be better at by now. But yeah, keep keep practicing, boys. <laughs> hmm, I wonder if LC listened to our episode last last week or episode thirty nine. Yep. There'll be a fun little... She did not, I can tell you that. Yeah. That's well, one you, thing that hasn't you changed. Do, when you do, you'll be surprised. Yeah. No spoilers, but... uh, Yeah, something else I like, too, is that, you know, there was one episode, I don't recall, I think it was about maybe episode 13, 14, where, you know, you started using an outline in our, you know, our shared doc just to kind of keep us on track, keep us on topic. Add in some notes to help us kind of flow with our our conversation. I think that was really impactful too. Something that's a little more intangible, but mm-hmm. you know, definitely definitely improved our production quality. I think yeah. just by being more prepared and we haven't always stuck to it. You know, no. <laughs> life gets in the way. We all got we all have full time jobs and yeah. lots of things going on outside of work. So sometimes we're a little bit behind and we're like, oh boy, we need to record this week. Yeah, and then I'm like trying to slam it together and get it out but i think we've just been putting out a bit of a, a better product and i think that's been yeah. you know shown in our in our listener numbers too we're getting consistently more listens i mean we're definitely not a top podcast by any means but we're actually getting you know some con- some consistent enough listens that it's rewarding uh for us to do it what do you think lc i concur do you yeah, I think it's been fun um, for certain episodes to kind of read more and learn more because obviously I'm not a professional beer connoisseur. Um, and, Us either. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, we get focused too, especially like being in healthcare with like all of the medical stuff and kind of looking and researching about something that's not medical related, I think has been kind of interesting and fun. And, Kind of a, a neat little outlet. When are you gonna do your certified beer server? Um, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you could set the goal by the end of this year. I think that's what we did. Was we said yeah, it we set it to year. a date, and then we had to like stick to it, and we did it. Ooh, I have another certificate program I need to work on before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think yeah, setting a date is like hugely impactful for anything I do. Give me, um, give it a deadline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I signed up for half marathon in November. Ooh. So it's like if I sign up and it's on my calendar, I have to run. I have to train for it. <laughs> or you just wait till the last minute and then die. <laughs> yeah, oh, when we got, I better go that for a half. get a pair of t- die. shoes. Yeah, we'll be long. We'll yeah. we'll be along behind you to scrape you up. Yeah, I mean, you could, I guess, foreseeably just walk most. Of you it. could, yeah. You could, Even walking you could. thirteen miles right now, I think would be tough mm-hmm. without yeah. any. You know, I don't have a lot of miles under my belt recently. I'm just slowly ramping up, but. No, yeah, just setting a date, setting a goal, putting it on counter, telling people about it, which I just did right now to you guys. We're going to hold you hold accountable. You accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, how many miles have you ran this week? This week? Well, it's only Wednesday. So and that's four half, miles. half the week is four done. Four miles. My, I have a, a long run coming up Friday or Saturday, and that'll be the majority of it. I'm doing probably close to, like, I would, I would say I'm going to get close to seven to eight miles this week, and then slowly building that up to where mm-hmm. my long run will probably be about 10 or 11 miles a few weeks out from the marathon. So, okay. okay. Yeah. You know, I think it's, you know, it's, it's ways out. We're, we're in week two of the 12 week plan that I'm currently writing. <laughs> I'm writing it as I go kind of, but I've, I've yeah. What kind of terrain are you doing? What's that? What kind of terrain is it? it it's flat. It's just oh, going to okay. be in Holly Springs. So mm-hmm. okay. it'll be a road race, but, uh, that's better. Yeah, I've never been to Holly Springs. That'll be nice. Is it a beer half marathon? Uh, Every mile you have to drink a beer. <laughs> oh gosh! Wow, Can you that was, 13 you would beers. Die. Thirteen beers. Oh. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, you would be dead. I'll probably want a beer afterwards, though. Oh yeah. yeah. Something else I heard. I know we're kind of getting off topic of 
the beer podcast, but <laughs> something interesting I heard about, uh, you know, somebody saying for a marathon or a half marathon, cause you have a lot of miles in those races is to, you know, for half, think of 13 people in your life and dedicate each mile to one person. And during that mile, you like think of memories with them or kind of sort of like dedicated to my God, I think that was a really cool idea. I'm not sure I have 13 people that I can be like, oh, I have a lot of memories of them. <laughs> the no. good old days. I'm just kidding. That's I'm not that lonely. Nick doesn't know 13 people. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of us, he only knows four one, other people. Two. All right, so Joe, you get miles one through eight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. But uh, anyway, yeah, so that was sort of a, a tangent based on the idea yeah, that Lauren set idea. a day for the certified... Beer server. Maybe exam. next. Then you can de- what you know dedicate one question to all the people. You know, you know. Yeah. Was it forty questions or something like that? 40, I can't 50. even remember at this point. Well, well, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not making any promises. I have other things that I have to. Yeah. Well, don't think you can just achieve. Photoshop your name on the exam and and they will believe that you passed it. Yeah. We'll know. Wow, I didn't even think of that idea until you just mentioned. But then it. when we go to look you up code. on the website, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, it'll be false. I mean, I can create a website, and then I can oh. create the QR code. Oh, I... Lauren Cicerone. Yeah, yeah, that would take longer than it would to study for the level one test. It's like, <laughs> how much work did you put into yeah. making this? What have you done? But oh. did you believe it? There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so who wants some stats? I would love some stats. Want some stats? Lauren? Sure. Like, stats like stats I said, you know, stats. don't be expecting, you know, wowing numbers. We are not, you know, when we occasionally look up like the average podcast listens, we're, you know, we're in the top 50% based on yeah. numbers. Which occasionally is, you look up that like every other day. No, on occasion, a couple times I've looked it up just to see. Oh, you don't mean just your stats. You mean. Oh, no, I look at this every day just to, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we, we are our all time. Elsie, you probably don't know this number. What's our all-time listen count? Don't look at my phone. 2000. 2012. Nope, 2006. Okay, well, I knew we just ranked in over 2000 because you, like, mm. pushed it in my face yesterday. Like, look. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Yeah, well, that was a big, uh, well, bigger f- milestone for yeah. us there. Um. And the second 1,000 listens was a lot faster than the first. Oh, yeah, way, way, That's way, like way so faster. That's like so close to 3,000, guys. 2006? <laughs> yeah. I'll just be happy when our downloads surpass the year. I'll be like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, so 2006 listens, you know, based off our 39 episodes, that's about 51 episode listens per episode. That's a pretty good average. I'm I'm happy with That's that. That's if there was a fair distribution, but there's not. There's there's some episodes that that you people Man. are loving a little bit more than others. And just to think, <laughs> when we first started this, I was listening on all platforms so that we could get the counts in all of the areas. Yeah, but I don't think and that worked. I'm not I only think it, at all. <laughs> it just counts up your IP address. It's only a unique IP. So if you download it on like 16 different things, it doesn't count. Correct. But if I listen to it on my computer. And then I have it on my phone via my Apple thing. It's two unique listens. Is it? Mm-hmm. Try it. Why don't you try I, listening for once? I did initially. <laughs> oh, or, my goodness. I wonder if you go to a library and just play on all the computers. <gasps> yeah, there oh you gosh, go. that's great. Well, that might be the same IP Yeah, I don't know address. if it goes off like the, the IP address, like the, the, device the address, home yeah. streaming thing or like the device's IP. You know, there were some surprises, though, on our our list of episodes, which episodes I kind of thought these ones are going to succeed. We're going to get a lot of listens mm-hmm. here. I'm really excited about them. And some that I was blown away that were more popular than I would have imagined. Yeah. I think my biggest disappointment in our listener count or our listen count was our, uh, beer evaluation mini series oh, where I we kind of walked through the BJCP <laughs> steps and like talked about each one and, and how to go through those different steps and perform that evaluation. I mean, I'm not surprised unless you have someone who is really seeking that out and pursuing that. I think if you have like people down the road that want to learn more, then they'll find those episodes and then they may start listening to you. Yeah. But from your inherent following group, um, I don't know. I mean, the numbers have gone up on them steadily, but they're still sitting in the 30s with some of them being like way lower than other ones. 
Like, uh, you know, people like the overall impression. Actually, no. The most listened one was mouthfeel. So I don't know if people were certain mouthfeel. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if people were picking up different podcasts. They they actually "Mm." stumbled upon that one um, erroneously. (laughs) Yes, it's titled Beer Evaluation Miniseries, quote, mouthfeel. So they, whoa. What are you searching, people? You sick, sick fools. Well, and it's interesting to me because that I feel was kind of, you know, our our attempt at getting a little more informative, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it kind of came off of the, it, it kind of came at the time where we'd just done the homebrew episode, and that one did pretty well. That's our, our most listened episode, which is kind of surprising, but not really surprising. I think homebrewing is a pretty popular oh, hot yeah. topic. Yeah. But I think, oh, I was like, we're, we're heading in the right direction with our, our, our content, and then it, those just kind of fell flat. So. Yeah, they did. Yeah, homebrewing is much more popular of a topic. Uh, that one is by far our, you know, our most listened episode. Uh, our second most listened episode, which isn't, you know, to be surprising in our local market here, is uh, when we did our interview with our buddy uh, Ben Self of Local Oak Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a good guy, makes some good beer, and people uh, really wanted to hear what he had to say. And that was a lot of fun. That was one of the probably one of my favorite episodes to record, just to kind of hear someone who's really excited about beer and just talking about it and and really sharing their insight on it. Yeah, I think that that was hugely impactful for me in our last year doing this podcast was getting into the interviews. We had the the good interview with Ben, and it did really well, which is all the better. You know, and then we got to talk with Paul Philippon from Duck Rabbit mm-hmm. not too long after that. That episode also is doing really well. It's in our top seven or eight, I think. It's, mm-hmm. and it's still climbing. I think it'll continue to climb because, you know, his name is well known. So, you know, that was really nice to sort of integrate those into our our usual lineup. And, and, and hopefully we get more opportunity to do those with some other people local and maybe branch out to other cities like, you know, Raleigh Durham's got a lot of breweries there. Oh yeah. Might be hard to schedule, but you know, I would definitely look into doing that in the future. I think it's really nice to learn from people. Everybody, they're all doing sort of the same thing more or less, but they all have their own unique perspective and like backstory, which is my favorite part of just learning how they got into that position. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And like brewing is such an art too. So it's like, you know, it's like saying all painters are doing the same thing, but you know, they all have their own take on it, their own philosophy. So it's really cool uh, to be able to chat with some of them. Yeah. They say making beer is as unique as a fingerprint. (laughs) (laughs) They don't say that. Like a smudge on a glass, the beer is just as unique. Uh, But yeah, our top five episode is episode number one. (laughs) So I wonder how many people listen to that and were like, wow, the quality of this sucks later, dudes. Octoberfest. No, actually, Octoberfest. Octoberfest. Episode number one. Sitting at 63 downloads. Actually tied with number six, which was dieting in beer. Yeah. That one actually, I was, I don't want to say surprised that it did as well as it did, but, you know, again, I think maybe it just turns out that's a a topic that people are interested in Mm -hmm. learning about. Also, not surprisingly, uh, the episodes that had IPA in the name are sitting up at the top of the list too, so... IPA, IPA. You know, and actually, one thing we we didn't really keep doing was our style studies, where we each picked a style as radically different as they were, and you know, got into a little bit of the history one. We should definitely do another one of those soon. That one was fun to do because it really made yeah. us learn. And that one we talked about what Crystal Weizen, fruited wild ale, and an oyster stout. I definitely think that was one of my favorite episodes we did, and I think for the same reason it was just. We, we each kind of taught each other a little thing or two. And maybe it's, you know, not that in depth because those styles are kind of just expansions of, of other styles. But, you know, that was fun just to have our own contribution to the other people on, on the show and, and learn from each other. But also I think it just, yeah, it pushed us to kind of go outside of the box with, you know, the typical styles we see, like the IPA, which is a mm-hmm. you know popular style to search. So, Oh, yeah. Definitely nice to see that one get some traction as well. Yeah. 
I actually didn't make the connection that some of our top episodes all are like IPA. the cold IPA and the hazy IPA. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are those just because they're recent and we're kind of, we're like getting momentum, but it was like, oh, they're IPAs. Oh, yes. And that's, yeah. uh, that's what I was looking at the list. I'm like, hang on a second here. Yeah. Wait a moment. Uh, you know, I think one thing that's been really fun about doing this is is watching the map. So our uh, analytics software and our podcast platform, we use rss.com and uh, they have a neat little like map heat map kind of view of where your listeners are and every time i see like a new location pop up it's it's always really cool you know like you see people in germany you see people in spain and france and in the uk uh just kind of all over the place popping up you've got you know are just been watching the u.s you know get more red and red in different areas and seeing different areas pop in and be like oh cool somebody listened here uh crazy stuff you know like africa some australia india Still nobody in Japan, but uh, well, especially not yeah, after today. Especially not today. <laughs> but that's always just a cool thing. I mean, obviously, on the analytics, like our top five locations are in the U.S. and uh, being, you know, our local area, the Greenville, North Carolina area, really uh, leading the way there. But uh, surprisingly, Ashburn, Virginia, is uh, you know our number two spot, and yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I like know anyone there or anything because I know people there. Do you? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just missing that, but I thought they weren't very close to that. Oh, if you put it up in the map, like. But still, it's like enough downloads that if it was your people, like every single person in their household would have had to listen to like every single episode multiple times. So it's just kind of interesting how those things come out. Well. Whoever's listening in Ashburn or in the surrounding area, thanks for tuning in for the last year. We thank you. Also, Belgium makes our top top list. You know, a little bit lower, but uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, some town in Iowa. <laughs> Cedar Crapids. Cedar Crapids. Oh, no, that's Cedar Rapids, my fault. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Wonder who's listening there. Don't know anybody there, that's for sure. And then, I mean, of course, you got our, our buddy Matt down in Florida. Oh yeah, and that was a big moment too. It's nice to have somebody shout out, give us a, a message, an email, and you know, reach out to us about listening. That was cool to have some fan interaction. I'm hoping, you know, we get some more of that. That was always my favorite thing was whether it's by email or by somebody in person saying, "Hey, I listened to your podcast. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed this episode." I, I, not to sound, I don't know what that makes me sound like, but. You know, big, you know, airheaded or conceited. I, I don't. It's not. It's not like an ego fluff for me. It's just like, oh, it's cool to talk to somebody that's enjoying what we're talking about because you, you kind of just are you're yeah. relating to somebody, and it could be somebody you've never met, it could be somebody local that's just, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, you get to chat with somebody who's got the same interests as you, and then it's also good because you know that we're making this, and it's the sound waves aren't just going out into the ether. You know, like actually somebody's clicking that download button and listening. So. That's uh, super cool and what what makes this fun, you know. Uh, we've not monetized anything on this, so we're just, you know, any new equipment we're getting, we're just kind of funding ourselves and, and saying, oh, don't worry, one day we'll we'll get ads or something. But yeah. we haven't uh, bothered with any of that yet. And I don't think we would until we, like, if we got way more listens and stuff, just because it's not, I mean, Maybe we could seek out local sponsorships, but it doesn't cost us much to do it. Just our equipment and the beer is our basically our biggest expense. So, yeah, we've had really good support from Driver Street Bottle Shop here in Greenville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lars, our friend that works there, and he kind of runs the show a lot there. He's really good about getting us, you know, some re- good recommendations for beers, having a good stock there for us to pick up some some selections. A lot of the beers that we feature on the epi- on, on our episodes are from there. And, I mean, honestly, it's been a good journey to to have him kind of really supportive. I, I think he still tunes along, uh, tunes in every once in a while, too. Um, and actually, we'll be seeing them soon for their first Trivia Thursday. So that'll be fun. Is it their first one or their second one? Oh, yeah. Our first one, their second. It'll be our first one. They yeah. started last week. Yeah, last yeah. week didn't count because we weren't there. So. Yeah, yeah, didn't yeah, didn't actually count. But, yeah, so I mean, we we've definitely had some good local support already. Mm-hmm. Um, just people that are excited for us and what we're oh yeah to do and 
that's definitely appreciated. And for our interviews too, like the people donating their time is huge too. So I mean, that's oh, not absolutely. cheap. Time is not a cheap commodity. So no. we really time appreciate is precious. that. Precious. Yeah, exactly. Time is money. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, so thanks to everyone who's been listening this past year. If you're tuning in for just this new episode, thanks for checking us out. Uh, you know, if you go back through our catalog, just know that the sound quality does get better. <laughs> <laughs> and our topics do get better, too. So, you know, if you're listening through from the beginning, thank you. Uh, and if you really want to show your support, just uh, check us out on, you know, some of our socials or send us an email, which I'll... Uh, say all that stuff at the end like I always do but uh you know make sure you leave us a good review write a little uh anecdote in there we'd be uh definitely thrilled if you took the time to do that yeah and if you have any ideas of things you'd like to hear talked about anything you want to pick our brains about or have us pick our own brains and oh yeah about that is definitely one thing if you want to know a topic you want us to dive in you want to see us learn it uh We'd love to hear that. Your input is appreciated and much needed. But yeah, so now it's time for one of my favorite recurring segments mm. of the podcast. LC's Pick, Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. We really do need to make like a sound bite intro yeah. for that to make it a little bit more official. It's different every time. So yeah, yeah, but it's if, unique. If you haven't tuned in from the beginning, it used to be no sound effect and then we added in an actual siren mm-hmm. and then that just became too much work so then so LC no, says bow, 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 bow. doing it herself she's a a one woman show she doesn't need any sound bites but uh yeah last last episode we didn't have LC on but we still had an LC pick yeah we didn't really mention that but that's been a, a segment I think since really the beginning I think that was something yeah. we thought about doing and it just worked people love it I, I know a lot of my Family and friends that listen have said, uh, you know, this is one of my favorite parts of the episode. I love the LC pick and how often she stumps us. Yeah. Especially <laughs> the uh, spoiler when we got stumped with the uh, the bush. Oh, my gosh. That one yeah. was never going to let that down. No. But but if you're curious to try for yourself, blind beer tasting is actually pretty tough. So mm-hmm. uh, I just I think we've grown a lot, though, too, in our tasting and like trying to be able to yeah. figure out and be a little bit more intentional with things. So. The the bud heavy one, that you guys didn't get. Uh, yeah, uh, bush, no, it was heavy, bush heavy. Yeah. Oh, bush you don't heavy. even know what it was. See, <laughs> just grab stuff out of the fridge. Yeah, yeah. It was really tough though doing the blind tasting. I think we both had lost our smell and taste a little bit. Oh like, yeah, uh, one last point. fall. Yeah, we had like a viral infection. Yeah. Did you guys not, have COVID? Not the Rona, but did you have COVID? Didn't, didn't have COVID. And didn't tell me. So you a, had it too, but we all tested negative. Yeah. Oh yeah, multiple times. Do you ever notice yeah. like? There's some people will ask, like, oh, have you ever had COVID? And I feel like I can't say no shirt, like, for sure. I just say I've I never, tested, never, never positive. tested positive for yeah. it. Because who knows? I may have carried it and, never, and just never had any symptoms. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the test I took was a false negative. Who knows? Yeah, it's because it's not like we've been, like, sheltering in place for the past two and a half no, years. I, I have. I've been a hermit this entire <laughs> time. Just hiding. Just kidding. Okay. All right. Assume your positions. Wow, that was a crack and a half. <laughs> a crack and a half. <laughs> All right, I'm going to already take a guess. It's a beer. <gasps> Watch, it's a seltzer. Son of a... <laughs> oh, it's brisk. <laughs> it's brisk. It Why did you carbonate brisk? Wait, brisk isn't carbonated, is it? No, uh, it's not. It's just... Uh... It just is it not? Also, I've not had brisk in like 10 years, probably. Yeah. Funny story while we're waiting for LC to finish the pours. Uh... Cody Co. He's a, an internet comedian and YouTube content creator. He's really funny. He did a video that was kind of outside <laughs> of the norm. Uh, he's really funny. Um, well, I think he's really funny. He did a video outside of his normal uh, like lineup of, or not outside of his normal style of video. He did a like thirty-six mile trail run. With his family, like they all do these these big runs, and so he does this run, and he's talking about going to like a refill station or an aid station. His mom's there, like, "Hey, I'll fill your water bottles," and she's like, "Do you want brisk?" And he's like, "I was just out of it." I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." So 
He's like <laughs> vlogging it and he goes, like, it's been two and a half hours since I saw my mom. I'm all out of water and all I have now is brisk. <laughs> he's like, and it's just not hitting it. And he's like, and I had a peanut butter jelly or a peanut butter sandwich for a snack. And so I'm just trying to wash it down with brisk. Oh, Let me tell you, peanut butter sandwiches and brisk, not a good combo when oh, you're God. like dying 23 miles into a race. Yeah, that sounds pretty so, horrific, actually. Yeah, I don't think tea would be my, my go-to drink. No, especially drink, sickeningly uh, sweet tea. Oh, no. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I'll stick with water, maybe Gatorade or something. Well, I can tell you this beer is not brisk. That's what it's a nice malty, malty schmell. Yeah, I'm getting some kind of like bready malt. Uh, maybe a bit of... Oh, but there's a little bit of sweetness. I can't tell if it's like nut or caramel sweetness. Yeah. I have to take a taste to really... With our proximity to Oktoberfest, is this an, uh, a fest beer? Oh, my. Super malty. Yeah. Dang. Like... Very, very malty. Not wow. not very drying, but definitely it feels like a like a lot of residual sugar in there. Almost similar to like if you've ever tasted like just wort. <laughs> yeah, it has a bit of a I don't want to say a viscous mouthfeel, but it definitely has that added like volume to it, probably from that residual sugar. It just has more to it. It's got some body for sure. All right, I'm taking a peek. Oh, it's a little more gold. It's golden. lighter than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's a definitely like an amber, like a dark honey color. Um, and Clear, though. Crystal clear. A little bit of a persistent foamy head. Kind of swings around the edges. Hmm. I feel like it's the antithesis of the previous beer. Throwing out fancy words now. Yeah. And funny enough, I don't think my palate is fully recovered from this Nilla of Flowers. No, so I wonder if it's a little over-perception, you know, like, yeah. based on that. Like, am I'm I... am trying to sip water and, and clear it, but... Yeah, I didn't. I just went straight between them. swig <laughs> and see if I can't... Beer reset. tasting rule number one. Probably drink some water to rinse it out. No, I've been sipping this whole episode since we finished uh, this bottle of Nilla Flowers. I still just have that, like, lingering sensation from the sour... And these are clean glasses, so it's yeah. not, not in mm-hmm. your previous glasses. No, I think I'm getting a pretty fair evaluation of it. I'm just having a hard time deciding which style I'm leaning towards. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's too malty for a Mertzen. Yeah. I want to say like a Vienna Lager or something like that. Yeah. It's it, pretty clean and it's like... Pretty viscity like finish. Yeah. And it's not, got that color that yeah. could be... I don't know. I, that's a you know. There's you know. It's not. It's not a style you see a ton of. Mm-hmm. Ooh, speaking of Vienna Lager, I gotta try that uh, local oak Vienna Lager. Oh yeah, the Ludwig. Ludwig. Um, I'm. Uh, you know what? Wait, isn't Ludwig I'm, the Vienna Lager from from uh, Duck Rabbit? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's what this is, obviously, but I do want to say. I'm going to be bold. It's our one year. I'm going to just shoot for the moon. I'm going to say this is a Vienna Lager. I'm going to say it's a fest beer of some sort. Are either of us close? Um, One of you is closer than the other. That helps. <laughs> Reveal it. <clears throat> this is the Oktoberfest, but it is a Martzen. Uh, it is? A- uh-huh. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so it's a German style Marston. Um Golden Road Brewing out of Golden LA. Road. Oh. Golden um, Road does an Oktoberfest. Yeah, well it's actually interesting in collaboration with Spaten Franzenkarner Lauenbrau Gruppe, um, macro brewery in Munich. Sorry, what was that last one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you go over that again? A Spaten Franzenkarner Lauenbrau Gruppe. I don't even know. If I, I'm not the one duolingoing German here. Oh, are you? Um, are you? Are you doing the Duolingo job for German? Yeah, Josephine. but I. Oh, uh, you know, fun. I still won't know anything okay. when we get there. I'll so, be able to say Guten Tag. <laughs> uh, so overall I'm impression. Disappointed that I didn't pick Meritson. Yeah. From well, B, BJCP says elegant multi-German amber lager with a clean, rich, toasty, and bready malt flavor, restrained bitterness, and a dry finish that encourages another drink. The overall malt impression is soft, elegant, and complex, with a rich aftertaste that is never cloying or heavy. 
So I think that's where. It's definitely not heavy on the aftertaste. Really? I no, still, I I'm still this. breathing the flavor of biscuit and bread and bread crust. Like when I breathe, I can taste it. It's very weird. <sighs> not like that, but just normal. <laughs> the retronasal stuff. You know what I was thinking of is because like for me, this had a bit more of some kind of some sweetness that I'm not really always accustomed to with the Meritzen. And, you know, Vienna Lager to me has that kind of like caramely mm-hmm. finish. Um, Other thing with this is like the finish is supposed to be on the drier side, which I don't think it is like, at least from my perceptions, like it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like a crisp, dry finish. Mm-hmm. Oh, this just kind of made me feel a little better about myself for shooting so high. So going to beeradvocate.com, looking at some style notes for the Vienna Lager. Do you know the Vienna Lager and German Meritzen have much in common? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So well, as far as like their ABV, the IBU, I think their SRM are pretty similar. I think where, yeah, where you're kind of spot on was I think the mouthfeel is going to vary. The Vienna Lager are going to be a little more crisp. This one was a nice, smooth kind of medium-bodied beer that you know allowed everything to kind of coat the tongue and, and express the flavor. So it's also made with a blend of like Vienna and Munich um, malt mm-hmm. and German hops. Yeah, I do like that those styles both include some noble hops for some additional character there. Really excited to to dive into some of the Oktoberfest mm-hmm. brews coming up. The Fest beers, the Kolsch's, the Meritsons, of course. Yeah. I just and, had a bunch of Meritsons at this beer fest in Minneapolis. And any ooh. tent that had one, I was like, I'll do the Meritson. <laughs> I probably had like twenty that night. I do enjoy them. This one I think is just a little too heavy for me. Yeah, it has a lot more character, a lot more depth. And that's not a, 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 a slight on. But I just think Meritzen, about them as like, I just want to drink a few of, of Meritsons, you know, and this one, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could drink a few of them. I think it's just a lot of, a lot, a lot of flavor. See, where I was off with the best beers are usually a paler lager and mm-hmm. they have some hop character to them. So this doesn't have really any hot hop character. Uh, also, for appearance for a fest beer, they should be yellow to deep cold, uh, deep cold, deep gold without any amber hues. This one definitely had, you know, some amber hues, uh, darker gold, kind of a color. Is it or is there lighting just poor? I think it's the lighting, honestly. Because it is kind of goldenish. Yeah, if you hold it up to the light, I, I think it's just fairly golden. Okay, but yeah, so I think that's what the one thing is just ugh, missing hop character for the fest beer. Huh, but interesting. Okay, we were kind of close. We we're on the right theme. Kind of close. I'm pretty. I'm pretty pleased but with that. Not close. We kind of came from both sides of it, and just you but, actually. I mean, you you were really close with. I think you actually said Meritson at first, and then kind of steered stuff away because it wasn't. I know he second guesses himself, and you do this a lot. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Because I'm like why... over here trying not to give it away and keep my eyes averted. When I take tests, I don't really second guess. I just, if I, that's what I pick, but I should do that for the same thing here. Mm-hmm. I think it's with these because I'm not super confident with the differences and the distinctions, like from a BJCP perspective, that I'm, you know, like those are some kind of nuanced differences, styles. So really knowing that stuff and I, that's, those are the kind of things that we'll need to do if we progress in our, mm-hmm. our Cicerone is really just start to learn those unique differences and be like, oh yeah. That's what the difference is between a Martz and an FS beer. Yeah, I didn't give you an easy uh, nitro this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I think between the Fest beer and the Meritzen, that's the only thing I took last year from our experience at multiple Oktoberfest was the SRM, the color is mm-hmm. just slightly lighter. And also... I remember reading about it when we talked about Octoberfest. The, uh, the the fest beer was kind of meant to be a lighter option for for folks attending these all day yeah. festivals. I think the color of the the Meritzen being a little bit darker in hue, that amber color, kind of it leads people's eyes to tell their brains like, oh, this is a really dark, heavy beer, and they're like, oh, a light beer, I can drink this all day. So it's kind of letting our eyes fool us. But mm-hmm. both have their place. I, I like both. I think Meritson's probably a, a 1A for me, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go, LC. Giving the listeners what they want. Stumping us. Yep. <sighs> so what'd you guys learn today? 
Who wants to go first? Oh, gosh. You know what? I learned that in South Carolina, it's pronounced Beaufort. Beaufort. Beaufort? Beaufort. I can't even say it right. <laughs> so you didn't learn that. Liar. <laughs> Elsie, what'd you learn? I haven't learned that I probably offended people in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't if they never listen. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I learned, uh, you know, a little bit more about the difference between a Maritzen and a Thespier, you know. And, and not to second guess yourself. And and don't second guess. Just be confident, Joe. Confidence Come is on. what we need. Confidence is what tasting. got you here. Literally, you're confident in every other aspect of your life. What? Sometimes too confident. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe, stop wearing these tiny short shorts. We get it. You've got <laughs> nice legs. I mean, <laughs> thankfully the listeners can't see this. These nice hairy legs of a beer drinking man. <laughs> Just, you know, real nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I guess that wraps us up for episode number 40 of Secondary Fermentation presented by East Carolina Beer and Brewing. If you want to connect with us, check us out on Instagram at East Carolina Beer. We're on Twitter at East Beer, Facebook, East Carolina Beer and Brewing. We are on uh, Gmail, East Carolina Beer at gmail.com if you want to drop us a line. Uh, you know, send us a DM. Smash like that us. like button. Smash the like button. <laughs> write a nice five star review, uh, or a four star review if you feel like it. But n- but, but no- nothing, nothing lower less. Than nothing that. less. Yeah. Keep uh, your opinions to yourself at yeah. that point. Thank you. <laughs> write us a little love notes on there. We love it. Uh, but yeah, check out our website eastcarolinabeer.com. Com. Yeah. So, well, that wraps us up. Cheers to one year. Cheers. Cheers to one year.